steeled myself, thickened my skin, prepared to hear whatever constructive feedback. I know. I know. The rest of it's great. I only got one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frostside Chat, our <laughs> weekly live stream post session discussion. Where we talk about what just uh, that's how it started. <laughs> happened during DD. This is the chat for session 58. So if you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I am your DM, Eric, and joining me we have a Robbins player, Chris, and Edmonds player, Raymond. If you can hear me or not. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know if I should start or you should start, but that was the whole fucking dungeon, right? Like that—that's how we should start. Like we we you... literally like triggered yeah. the whole fucking thing. So in my defense, <laughs> Your Honor, um, <laughs> they triggered the whole fucking dungeon in one combat encounter. That's always going to be rough. Uh, I pay tried to pace it like a dungeon where okay, at some point they're going to be able to go back and short rest and regroup, and that just never happened. And the other thing in my defense is I have no control over the dice. And holy fuck, the dice! I've never seen the dice. dice were. Yeah. I, I've I've seen sessions where the dice heavily favored you guys. I've never seen one where it so horrifically favored me throughout ninety percent of that combat encounter, to where you guys were rolling yep. so many ones, I was rolling so many twenties, or just hitting with all my attacks. And you guys have, yep. for the most part, pretty decent AC. And my minions only have like a plus five or six to attack. Like they should only have and like a thirty percent chance to hit or something. Every goddamn. And they were hitting time, every goddamn or... time, which is always going to make things tricky. Yeah. And I had a I had a tricky thing in crafting where I was like, you know, this boss is down here, it's an open door, there's a minion here, like there's a chance they can just aggro the boss. But hopefully they'll think of ways to try to get out of it and back off, or maybe they'll just go and fight and I'll let them do that. Um so not, to, not to get too far ahead because I my no, good, yeah, we are getting a little my, bit ahead. My, my one complaint happens later, but <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We didn't so we didn't trigger the boss quite yet. You guys were still fighting yeah. in that one room. Uh, which I assume is going to be the case. You're, you're not going to back off from there. You're going to be down there and fighting. Yes, we're fighting. Yeah. I I do feel for you though. With the with the second level of this dungeon, where like we just kind of skipped it all, just mm. by virtue of being like the momentum carried us through. Yeah. And we couldn't really stop to explore that whole level of the dungeon, which I, is a real bummer. I, it, I, I, I it, feel bad about that. Yeah, it kind of throws the pacing off a little bit, because this was not meant to be a big murder slog for the entire second half, although thankfully I didn't have many monsters before that. But just the way you guys kept triggering, like, every single pot, it was like XCOM, where, you know, you, yeah. like, oops, I triggered yeah, the next pot of guys. Yeah, and, like, like a really bad run in XCOM. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not going to get a reprieve here. And yeah, the only bad yep. thing is I did have things to explore and discover on the level, the third level, but you guys obviously were down here uh, on level and four. Perhaps we, would, we, perhaps we would have short rested somewhere in, Correct. in that exploration yes. uh, if we had a chance, but we, yeah, we just kept triggering the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we fell down in the hole, so there were three guys in that hole, so that was, that was fine. There that were three in the hole, and then one, there were four, oh, yeah, and then one of them crawled up. up. Which I figured he would die pretty quick because he was injured and there were three people. And when I rolled initiative, I think they all got to go before it did. So I was like, all right, this guy's toast. Mm -hmm. um, but the ones down there, they were hitting like every single time doing their thing. Yes, they were. Not, yeah, but that wasn't the end of the world. That was that was tough. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a tough fight. It was stronger than it should have been. Like I expected those guys to go down pretty quick and they were, yeah. they were for a while. They were, yeah, like our, our frontline guys like had took like three or four turns and down like one of them. Yeah, somebody needs to it go back really... and and tally up how many total nat twenties were done. It'd be interesting to know the numbers between how many I rolled, and how many you guys rolled. I know I rolled more, and how many oh, nat yeah. ones were rolled by you guys because that's got to be. I, it feels like a, a record. Yeah, every other. Every yeah, other. <laughs> at one point, at one point, Thimbleweed bless his fucking heart. I swear, he did three in a row on his second attack was a one. To where yeah. we were making jokes when he did it the, the yeah. third time. We're like, oh shit, he literally did it again. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just fucking crazy. And that's not something I have any control over. Like, it's, that was... So, that's... It threw the... So, <laughs> multiple things threw the balance off before even we got there. Which was, one, you guys aggroed everything without any chance for a rest. Yeah. And B, just the dice were just screwing you guys over so bad. Yep. That being said, yeah, I... I definitely overtuned this boss clearly well okay 
here's here's the bit where I, I not not complaining, but I oh I, please I, go I, ahead. I, this I, is what these I, are for. I, 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 want, I want to know your thought process. Aaron, some grievance. We were we were in bad, not dire straits. Like there were only three guys. And there's five of us. Not the end of the world. But I I Valravin fucked up and ran into that hallway, triggered the melty man. That was the beginning of the end. Not well, not the end. We survived, but <laughs> it was the beginning of things turning <laughs> bad. Not that the melty man was bad in himself, but that it was your decision as the DM to have the melty man trigger the boss because yes. you had the melty man grab Frey and drag her into the boss room. Yeah. Which kind of forced us to all head into the boss room to save her. Yeah. And that was that that chain that chain is sort of what uh triggered the the real tough times there. It was tricky because that was the plan was to run those creatures basically as boss minions and their whole job, they don't do much, but they attack you. When they attack, they grapple you and restrain you, and then they drag you towards the boss. And that's where the dice came in. They never yeah. fucking missed. They never, yeah, unless they, they attacked never... you. For some reason, there was a yeah, time yeah, where I kept it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so funny. Like, just the fate smiled upon you, but. Yeah. They were dragging. Yeah, and once everybody. they have that restrain, they could just get that advantage, and then yeah. it's just constant advantage, and I'm rolling like 20 plus. And again, they have like a plus five or six. Like, it's just really good attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were doing that. And here's my only complaint. This is there's nothing to complain about you. This is about D and D as a, as an entire thing, like like its mechanics, and a, one mechanic in particular that I found when I when I, whenever I've DM'd is that players fucking hate being stun locked. Yeah, they hate it. It's just it's just frustrating and yeah. not fun, and it's just. It's like, okay, I'm not doing anything this turn. Okay, I'm not doing anything next turn. Okay, I'm not doing anything next turn. Yeah, I Being picked up on that real is, quick. Where I was like, oh, just... fuck, this is... <laughs> yeah. And a DC 17 whiz save at the beginning of each of our turns is like some level 20 shit. Like, that is so real high. My idea was this is a scaled-up gibbering mouther um, uh, with some extra features thrown out. I give it legendary actions, which you can tell I eliminated halfway through the fight when I realized it was going to yeah, fucking yeah, TPK was... you guys. <laughs> Right. Um, we were none of us were ever gonna do anything. No. Fight. Yeah. yeah, it could technically like, spawn guys every round. I was like, oh fuck, that's not gonna happen. Um So I literally copied the Gibbering Mouther's ability, and the only thing I did was up the DC. Okay. And I looked at its other ability, I copied this is a flesh mound from Tomb of Beasts. Um and the flesh mound, which is a CR uh I think it's an eleven, CR eleven. Um it's DC for its whatever its normal ability was a 17. So I was like, all right, I'll use that. And then I added a qualifier that said, once you make the save, uh, you're immune to it. Similar to a lot of other effects like that, which is oh. like the harpy song and all that. So once you, you make the save <laughs> once, you're immune to it. The problem yeah. is, again, the dice... Now, yeah, I will agree, DC 17 is, is very high, and for some reason, all of you have very bad wisdom saves. Even, like, we the do. monk and the and ranger, the which you'd think would have yeah. better wisdom, it's really bad. Yep. Um, and you guys were constantly failing it, and then I realized very quickly, it's like, oh, yeah, this no is a very bad cycle. And, this is how you TPK yeah. a party, you just shut them yeah. down. And it doesn't yeah. feel good, because the party just can't do anything. Can't, we can't do anything, we're yeah. still locked. Yeah, and obviously I pick just... on that, yeah, and... That uh, I, pre- I appreciate your your Deus Ex Machina of okay a wizard comes in oh no wizard comes in <laughs> well I, I appreciate that you at least use something in the universe yes. something that we just uh, dealt with at, you know, yeah you, the DM realized his error about the overtuned monster <laughs> um but I, I, I that why I you guess... brought the polar bear in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the polar bear with the with the design wizard on it. What's <laughs> the Deus Ex Machina? Yeah, and fuck. I know Sylvan, but they didn't have a chance to. Um... No, but you're. I I fucked up. Now that you're saying that, I just never even occurred to me. I have a scroll of blindness, deafness in my yeah. uh, inventory. Yeah, it never even occurred to me to use that. I think it only targets one person, right? To let's see. Oh, you're right. But still, deafening somebody would have been would have would have stopped the, the effect. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that it was an audio thing. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, that would have stopped it for somebody. I mean, yeah there there are things I think you guys could have done maybe a little bit differently, but I, I'm never going to yeah. fault you guys for that. It, it was, 
I do think the stun lock is very nasty, and it got into a bad cycle real quick. Um, I I think in in terms of whenever I DM, I've just gotten into the habit of, like, avoiding those kinds of abilities in general. Yeah. Just players, like, players will roll with any, like, debilitating debuff you throw at them. Except not being able not to being do able anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, that is unacceptable. I, I mean, I guess it's not unacceptable, but it's like it's frustrating. I guess. Yeah. Well, the- Sylvan, basically, what I opened with, which is a, they aggroed the whole dungeon, which was not my intent, and b, the dice were super in my favor, which I had this no is, control yeah. over. This is absolutely a combination of us fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> and and the tunes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it turns out an upscaled, massively upscaled gibbering mouther. Uh is very nasty on its own, yes. and then I basically used DM magic to shut it down. I would have probably kept attacking Frey, except you did greater invisibility, though, so that is something. Yeah. Um, but I basically took a flesh mound and... Or not a flesh mound, it's a corpse mound, sorry. Which is why the token looks like they're a bunch of ghouls. Yeah. Um, And... I think I used most of its same abilities, but I gave it legendary actions. Which I very quickly stopped doing. I did them like the first two rounds and then stopped doing that because I was realizing I was killing you guys. Mainly, you know, it's very tricky because you don't want to cheat the players out of a fair death. But I did feel, and the stunlock thing did upset me as much as it was upsetting you guys. Like, I very quickly realized like, oh, this is really not fun for the players. They're just getting annihilated by this thing. To where now, even if they wanted to try and escape or do something, they really can't. So... That one was a bummer, and I don't know what the... Yeah. The bad thing is, I don't know what the solution is, because the Gibbering Mouther has that ability, and it's a CR2 with a with a DC 10. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, just DCs are a tricky thing. Yeah. Because a DC 10 means that you're making it more than 50% of the time. If you have any bonus, you're making it more than 50% of the time. But a yeah. DC 17 is like you're failing it like 90% of the time. Like, I, I just, those numbers I guess, I, so much yeah, higher. I feel like every time you guys had so many abilities, like Bardic Inspirations and Flash of Geniuses, you guys were getting out I mean, of so many saves. Well, there was also just the dice. There was also just the dice. Yeah. They were not in our favor tonight. And that's the thing. Like, it, Yeah, the problem save. is I was thinking, okay, it's going to be bad, but they just need to make one save and then that person's immune to it. But yeah. it very quickly just started shutting you guys down left and right. Yep. And that was nasty. And then, yeah, that thing did a ton of damage when it rolled up and... Like technically, it's supposed to be doing um, the effects of like a like a, when a creature swallows you, it does like constant acid damage if you're inside of it. I eliminated yeah. that because yeah. you guys were just inside. You already knew. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not gonna work. I'm not gonna make them take more death saves when they're in there. Like I immediately started fi- rebalancing this fight on yes. the fly, which is yeah, not something I've ever had to do to this degree. And I was, it's worrisome as a DM because you feel like you're kind of cheating. The players a little bit in the opposite way where it's like oh i'm suddenly like cushioning everything for them but this was a custom designed creature that i was put together and so i thought okay yeah. well if it's my fault i went a little too hard on it then maybe i should try and get them out of it i mean i'll say i'll say like i i don't think any of them were wrong with this creature except for the number of the dc that was the only problem but I think you guys would have failed anyway if you look at the saves you guys made. We would have. I, 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 I mean, so if you so if it was a DC twelve, dice, well, I guess that's you, true. that's what I'm saying. If it was a DC twelve, you guys were rolling like fours and eights and stuff. Like it still yeah. would have shut you down. Yeah, it still would have shut us down. So I don't know what the solution was. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it was a nasty situation. Well, like, yeah, okay. this the minion's solution, design it, was yeah. to grab somebody and hurl them towards the boss, and then they start getting affected by it. Yeah. And then, I guess hopefully somebody would have. Yeah, the bad thing is you guys try to go in there and grab her and get out. I, I kept thinking retreat is on the table, but the problem is every, somebody was always going to get fucked up. I tried. You did try, but I, I got, know. Hey, I, I, I had to teleport to get in. Yeah, I gave you inspiration for it. In, I got stunlocked, and I couldn't do anything to get her out. So. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, that was the problem is uh, there was never a good opportunity for anybody because there was always somebody that was going to get left behind. Yes. To where it literally would have been, like, they would have fucking died, like, right. had you guys tried to retreat. Like, we, we, we would have, been, we would have yeah. had to leave them. To, Which, to maybe out. that's an option. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, if if I'm a stricter DM, yeah. and I don't have these Deus Ex, you know, machinas come I mean, in, if, or, or, if, or retune I my guess, fight halfway. I, I guess we've had this conversation many times before, but if you're willing for a player character to straight up fucking die, yeah. then we can have those, you know, but in our, in our campaigns, 
historically, <laughs> we're not. We're that's not our goal is to have a player character. It's not the goal, but it should. It should be a real consequence. I will say yeah. that. Like when Frey went in there and this was happening halfway through the fight, I'm like, "Fuck! If they have a chance to retreat and pull back, then we can kill off Frey and and we can live another day." Um, yeah. I will say that the amazing thing that happened, which I was not in control of at all, was Frey rolling a fucking nat twenty on the death save. Yes, and coming, coming back, up, and that, that was that was when things swing back. Correct, into and notice like, how I immediately started being like, "All right, it's not doing a screaming ability. She has like no effect inside the thing. Yeah. Like I eliminated like all the shit that should be happening to her because I'm just like yeah. I, I'm not like this has to swing back in the players' favor." Just to make this a good episode that will be more fun about perseverance versus just a withering loss. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a weird, like almost philosophical question at that point of like, would we be as a group? Would we be okay with that? Yeah. If, if like straight up Heather's character had just fucking died and we had to pull back and Heather has to roll a new character next week and we have to, you know. I think some groups would have been a lot okay with that, and that kind of adds to the horror element. Is like one of your party members was yeah. snatched by a minion and thrown into this big nasty boss monster, and you all just had to get out and couldn't save her. Like that's yeah. also a very compelling story. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just not something we've done before, so it's not like you know. Well, we, we killed know, technically okay. Celeste died in this campaign. Well, we did, yeah. And if but it weren't for I you, like... she would have been marched into the underdark <laughs> as a plant zombie, never to be seen again, <laughs> and she would have had to roll up a new character. She did legit die. That's true. And came back several sessions later just because she was... Uniquely, there would happen to be a fucking spore servant there that could uh, rejuvenate her. Keep her keep her corpse uh, yeah. warm for us. <laughs> so it's a tricky situation because I really do want death to be on the table. That should be a consequence of the actions, but I did feel bad about the way that people are stun-locked and then just enveloped in this thing and then there's, like, nothing they can do. And that, that did feel yeah. shitty, I think, in a lot yeah. of ways, so... That's yeah, that and that's what I find. I don't know if that's a, a complaint I have about D and D five E in general, or certain monsters. But I remember in Storm King's Thunder there was one monster that paralyzes creatures, mm. and you guys did not react well to that. Whenever yeah. I paralyzed you and walked up and auto critted you, it was not. I, I thought it was like, oh, this is a really cool, like scary creature, but instead it was like, like, like anger at the <laughs> you know it's like yeah no what the fuck are you doing you're just like stunning me and i can't do anything and you know yeah the mounting frustration fuck. yeah yeah and obviously i i'm a person i can pick up on that and i know how you guys react to these things and very quickly i was like all right this is going south <laughs> this is not the fun cool boss fight <laughs> i'd imagine imagine this is just exacerbating a lengthy fight with a and unfortunately, that was the whole boss's mo. Like he was, uh, they were all about restraining you and Which, restraint is fine. and I, I knocking like my, you guys my, out. Yeah, and... yeah. My complaint is more about like the the status effects in fighting. Yeah, like like how they work. Like because it's just that they're I don't know. We've complained about this before, but there's multiple ones that kind of do the same thing. But there are certain ones that are just like, all right, the, these should not be things that can happen to the player because <laughs> they're they're just so like. I don't know, swingy, I guess. Like, yeah. well, if this happens to you, you're literally going to lose because you can't get out of it. Like, if it's if it's a, you know, a DC for you to never act again and you're not proficient in that particular DC, well, then yeah. you're just never going to act again. Yeah, and that does suck. But like I said, I would be interested to go back up to the saves because even if I had it like a 12... I think you guys still would have fucked and lost a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Like, and I literally, I looked, I used the gibbering mouther like as a base stat block because I figured that's. Just, I almost used that token. It's like this is the creature I'm trying to envision, which is a bunch of like people yeah. put together in terms of a flesh pod, just not quite as um, alien looking as the gibbering mouther was, but it had that ability. And I was like, oh, I like those. What I like were abilities that freed up the uh, the creature's action economy. Uh, ah yes. It, like like the Remoraz had the uh the like auto damage whenever you attacked it, like or any kind of effect that the the that the creature doesn't have to use its action to do. Yeah. Um, is pretty effective, but this one was just devastatingly effective because it was like, hey, start your turn and find out if you get to act or not, and the right. odds are not in your favor to act. Technically, if you roll a seven or eight on that, you still get to attack, but it's random and it's a random. More than likely, you would attack the monster. Um. So you have technically a 25% chance after failing the save, but unfortunately it never went through that way for anybody. Weirdly, no, that never came up. Like, the dice were just not yeah. in favor. And it's it's a, it's a tough, it's, it's a good play for the 
monsters side, it's a good place to have that ability because it's not like you guys can really get out of range very effectively and still be able to hit it. It's very tight quarters, and so any kind of yeah. aura like That's, that is real fucking nasty. That was also interesting because I was thinking about that. Like, okay, it's a twenty foot range, but like it's it's tight corridors, so like we can't like stand away from it and deal with it. We just yeah, gotta, yeah. I did think about that, Sylvan. Whenever she went down, maybe activate the Fredigo as a Deus Ex Machina ability. Um, and ah, Nick, yeah, they could have. That's something that players don't like to do. At least my group. Um, retreat. Play players don't like to lose their shit. They never want to like give up any of their things. Um, you know, whether they were forced to or confiscated or be kidnapped or anything like they don't want to do that. And then players do not like to retreat at all, or at least my group. Again, that's my most of my experiences with is my group, and they do not like to retreat whatsoever. Um, so that's not. I, I that was the, my comment I made during the stream, which was you you can lead a horse to water but can't make them drink. Yeah. I felt like I was trying to give the players several opportunities to run away, even though as Chris pointed out, they would probably have to end up always leaving behind one party member to one. basically yeah. die, and then they would have to pull back, presumably long rest, without that person come back in to this fight, which is an awkward thing to do, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. but that would have been the sane thing to do rather than everybody would, yeah. come in and start being affected. By this I, thing, I and again, I don't really want to complain about how you guys played it because that's not. I, I, well, there is, in your defense, there is the assumption on our on our part a little bit. I think that the DM's going to bail us out if things get too bad, which right? I like, did, like... <laughs> which is why I feel bad about doing that because I'm like, yeah. this is why because they're just going to press on and they know I'm going to do this. And I'm like, this is yes. the this is the D this is my DM dilemma is yeah yeah how much do I put the the fucking bumpers on the side here and get them out of the situation that they. In this one, I think, um, I I don't know, I'm not sure if, I don't know. I I think if you had found a way, once you realized things were going bad, or good. We also know each other, and we're not going to abandon each other sort of thing. Yeah. You know, a group of five strangers, and they didn't really care about, you know, that one. (laughs) Maybe that we leave them, but, like... We all we know that we all have emotional attachments to our characters. I do too. <laughs> like I, my again, my goal is not to kill anybody. I'm not here running it like a roguelike or anything. But yeah, that's why I was like, you know, I, I kept especially to Frey. I was like, Let's fuck out of there when you get a chance. And yeah, like, no, I'm a t-. which I appreciate that that her character would not normally want to retreat. So right, yes. And fuck Jeff, you were absolutely right, and that never fucking occurred. Oh, to me dispel at magic all. I could have just stopped the effect on Celeste at any time with the spell magic. Ah. It never even occurred to me. It's weird you have to dispel magic your own thing. It's just oh, funny the thing. way that kept persisting because it did. normally it would not be a problem because it's over in a minute, but the fact that this combat kept lasting to where we had to look up and say, how many fucking rounds has it been? Yes, yeah. Rochelle would have been so incensed to have this fucking debuff on her really- and, <laughs> yeah. and not be able to hit that one. De- that was the other problem is I thought it was... A little shitty that you were the only one that really ran up to. I mean, I get everybody's RPing their characters, which is one thing, but that you were the only one that ran up to try to save Frey from the boss, and then everybody else was like, "We're gonna try to take down these minions back here." Which, granted, they were staying up and doing damage, but like but they were not little, part of the threat. <laughs> to a, to a certain degree, that's role play though, because we don't know what happens after she's dragged out of the. You room. do not know. You just see her get dragged like, off. Yeah. Like I know, I know that like we hear you describing how what dire strait she's in. But as far as we know, Frey's in there kicking ass and taking names. You know? <laughs> we assume she's she's fine. We, yeah, we assume that she's gotten out of before. worse things. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm asking too. Is like, do I do I hear anything? Like, is there any indication that would yeah maybe surpass this guy? And that is a tricky thing. Yeah, you don't want to do too much metagaming knowledge. And, and I appreciate that some of you RP to where you're like, I wouldn't be that concerned about that, you know, person. Yeah, Frey can handle herself. Yeah, she, she's it's a, just a shame yeah. from like a player and DM standpoint. It's like, oh fuck, you guys, you are. <laughs> like the whole yeah. job of those this minions is, were just to distract you, and they did a hell of a job doing that. This isn't, yeah. You're you're in your head. You're going. This is not optimal play. No. Like, I get the role play part of it, but this is not. Yes, yeah, so I'm feeling so nervous because meanwhile, Frey is just dying to the boss <laughs> while people are still back there attacking like these bullshit minions. Which... I will say, I will say, if you had not fucking summoned a minion right before my turn, yeah, I would have dashed into that room, touched Frey. To, to teleport her out of there, and then I would have teleported out of there, and there would have been zero problem. I know, yeah. I, I regretted it when I did it after I heard your plan. I was like, fuck, that was a good plan. 
<laughs> that was when I was still running the boss legit. I was like spawning yeah, the minions yeah, and doing yeah, the things. I'm like, all right, like, this is supposed to be a big boss fight. Like, yeah. you guys are level 10. Like, I wanted to go hard. And, you know, I don't make a lot of custom monsters or, or do a lot of this. And, like, everybody in here was like a, a basically a modified custom stat block. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck it, you guys are level 10. Like, I got to turn this shit up. Yeah. But the problem is you guys aggroed the entire dungeon, which I hadn't yep. planned for necessarily. And the dice were just, holy shit. And yeah. we to hear what my plan was. I think yeah, yeah. at the time of my turn, there was only one uh, guy dragging her. Yes. Right? I believe so. So if I could run that direction, I was going to use my bonus action to con- telekinetically move her towards me and then grapple her and then run back. Yeah. Just, yeah. just telekinetically pull her out of the, the grapple. Yeah. That was the one where you were right. like, oh, I'm just going to keep fighting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I hear you telling me there's a big glob there, yeah. but that was one of those moments know. where I was like, uh, I don't disagree with your role playing, but man, that was the wrong decision. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, she 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 had one hit point at that point. She did. I don't. Turn. Was it that well, point? I think. Yeah. Okay. She had one hit point, and I was like, I know she's got one hit point, but Hedman does not know she has one hit point. And I I can't yeah, break character. Yeah, he doesn't know. Like run for no reason. <laughs> Very true. And all I know is that one monster dragged her, and she still had like half half. Yeah. Half health. And usually that's where she wants to be. But by the time I was dragging her down, she was really low. Like I had, she was. she was at half health at the start of this at this session, and then by the time she was dragged, she was I think down to a quarter health because I had yeah. hit her with like all these different attacks coming at her. And I mean, t- to be fair, I I saw I could have healed her, and I saw that she was at a quarter health, but I didn't. A I didn't know what the mechanics were. I didn't. I didn't know that the glop, the glop monsters were gonna grab her right, and drag yeah. her into the boss room. Um, but you know that was a choice I made. Probably not the best choice. Yeah, Nick. I, I think in hindsight I should have done that. Is is been able to spawn, especially in that room. I should have probably spawned more monsters, but vastly reduced their stats. Instead, uh, I made them like none of them had very high AC, but those but those fucking tanky. which was the, the sap demon from Tomb of Beasts, I believe. It had like sixty some hit points, which is a lot for a minion. Although, again, I'm trying to think like God level ten. Like you guys are real strong. Get all these abilities. I, I'm just going to admit it's real fucking hard to balance <laughs> D&D at this yeah, level. Uh, Eric, I will say everything, everything else, the sap demons were cool. Yeah. The, the, what they did and, and how they operated was, was great. I think the boss was great. The only thing I think you got wrong lock. was the DC on the stun lock. Yeah. yeah. I, well, even I, like you I said. Mean, we've made that argument before, like, but you guys would, were it failing it. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered. Just the dice were bad. The, 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 the ability for stun lock to happen in general is, yeah. is problematic i think that's the only thing that that in this entire combat was problematic was the 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 option that there might be i think either could never act yeah once they got within 20 feet of the character i think either i i keep it and vastly lower the dc as an auto thing or i turn it into a like legendary action or something it does once yes and it affects everybody like like if one person had been stunlocked per round yeah. Okay. That's a thing. It's still, like, still pretty fun. bad, but that's something that's you guys can work bad, around. That's doable. We can work around it. Yeah. 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 So I think the, I think that, that that was the only thing that in in this entire like like the uh, created creatures that I think needed to be changed was just the the stun lock thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good feedback, and obviously I picked up real quick. That I was like, oh yeah, this is way, which is probably why you don't see an ability at that high level rate. Um. And I'm trying to think, we fought a Gibbering Mather before in uh, Caradineval, but... We did. I, I think it was a split party though. situation, and again, the Caradineval, uh, the Gibbering Mather has a DC of 10 yeah. for the Wisdom save, so... But it is an auto, like, you have to make it every start at the start of your turn. I, I would like to see that even if it was a DC 10, how many of us would still have failed? I would, too. On, uh, on, on the regular? Somebody, like, yeah, do be. the... I don't know if I can even <laughs> scroll up on that if there's been so many action, but... Whatever the wisdoms, I know at some point people were rolling sub ten on those wisdom saves, and it was not a good situation. Yes. God, the yeah. dice, like that's, and that's a harsh thing about D anD D is I just don't have control over the dice. Yeah, and holy shit, I was getting yeah. crits How and. You, yeah. So thankfully, God, yeah, and Edmund rolled that one on the death save. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like Thimble, Thimble literally rolled a nine on his wisdom save. I'm scrolling up to one of them, so that wouldn't have he would have been stunned. Yep. There. Which, I say stun, technically, even if you fail the save, you have a 25% chance of still attacking somebody randomly. 
which could be bad if you're back there. Yeah, it's it literally, be, yeah, it could be actually. But it could be you're attacking the boss or something. So. Well, uh, yeah, as, as far as, like, the frustration of a player, the the, the control you don't get to choose. out of their hands yeah. is, the, is the frustration. Very true. I thought at one point you guys would retreat with uh, Edmund's Flaming Sphere still burning it, and I would have been like, probably just keeps burning it. And I totally... I about that? Yeah. Um, so I will say, obviously, I did do the Deus Ex Machina a little bit, and in fact, I whispered to Edmund I was going to do this. Um... And it was a really funny callback because you guys set it up for me, which was uh, having that polar bear with the, with the Zahn come <laughs> come downstairs. So the whole time I've got Krintos sitting in this room, and it was you know I did build this dungeon so you guys could explore it a little bit, but there's monsters everywhere, so it's hard to do. But if you had opened it up, you could have had a conversation with him, and I thought that was a neat twist. Originally, I had Krintos as a as a minion defending the the flesh blob, and then I thought this will actually be interesting, more interesting if Krintos was attacked by the Dazans, but felt very confused because he's loyal to Dazan. And so, like, what does he do? So he barricades yeah. himself in a room and is like, I can't, like, harm them, but they're trying to hurt me, and he's still, you know, limited yeah. intelligence undead. So I thought that'd be, that'd be interesting for another social NPC to have. And, of course, during this fight, that room is still closed, and you guys aren't interacting with it, so I thought, oh, okay, I can do a fun one-two punch here by introducing an NPC... And thankfully, it's not a complete Deus Ex Machina. Not only did I already introduce this NPC, but you literally freed it. You, yeah, you we, freed we put him. Some work in. You put, put some work in. in, and you freed him. So I was like, this is <laughs> actually not the worst idea. <laughs> yeah. And this is not... I Zero planning for this. Zero. I had no <laughs> no plans for Legless Design to come down to the polar bear. I kind of figured when you said, like, he cast a spell that... I don't know. <laughs> well, keeps him from leaving the room. I yes, but I literally he does have the same spell block as the other mages, and the mages had that phantasmal force. So my idea was he was oh, going to cast phantasmal force. Okay. What I cheated on is I didn't let the other guy make the save. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's happening. But yes, the idea was he cast phantasmal force and did basically the same thing. So what's funny, what's nice is even though I'm doing some Deus Ex Machina, I'm still pulling in things that were introduced earlier. So it's really not technically a Deus Ex Machina because that is when like a completely random like outside force yeah. comes in and just hand of God saves everything. And this was a previously established NPC and another one that I had legit waiting in a room that could come and bail you guys out. Yes. So I, I felt mean, honestly, a little bit better uh, about that. Honestly, that. That was kind of, yeah, I, I agree. That was kind of great because it was like, it was something that, I mean, Raymond, you do you do a lot of stuff that doesn't it never gets any payoff. You, you, you put a, you put a lot of irons in the fire, right? Like you like I'm gonna do this crazy thing. I'm gonna do that crazy thing. So, sometimes it never comes back again. Sometimes it never pays off. But sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes it comes riding down a hole on a polar bear and saves our asses. Yep, you that's know? very true. I don't know if you noticed when Eric asked, like, what happens to my polar bear? That's whenever... Yes, notice how I asked about that. I was like, what happens to your polar bear when you go unconscious? And he specifically said, it's, yeah, perfectly I did look it up on the bag of tricks, and it doesn't say anything about me concentrating on it or anything like that. It's just, if it doesn't get any commands, it just does what a polar bear does, and it disappears at dawn. But it's not connected to the owner of the bag. So, I was like, he's still there. He's still there. He's still doing his thing. So tied to us on. He came down. He collected himself during the 90 seconds since you guys last saw him because it's literally been in combat this whole time. That that is a weird like time. That is a weird time delusion thing. Agreed. But I was like, fuck it. And I never thought to use this as a proper social NPC. But I'm like, fuck it. You guys missed the proper like. Here's the journal and the intrigue thing. So we're just gonna do that here. And then yes, I literally and and I think I did it. I don't know if I tried to wait to the end of the round or some timing where I did it to where he came charging down and basically ca- he did a lot of things on his turn. Cast Phantasmal Force or yeah, Phantasmal Force on the Dazon blob. Blob? Yeah. To where it was like out the polar bear and crawl that direction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the polar bear use, the polar bear used its movement action. to go down yeah. the tunnel, the squ- right. which, which we established That's it right. can't fit through, but whatever. It squeezed through. <laughs> Although somebody in the chat did say there are rules about a, a large creature fitting through five foot holes. Okay. It's there, probably just like difficult terrain or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, technically the, the tunnels are right next to each other. So it, fuck it, it, it. Polar bears are fast. And maybe it crawled its way through and it felt an urge to go save uh, Edmund. 
And then, yeah, he crawled the way. He basically cast Phantasmal Force using the same ability, which is another callback, that the other mages used to stop Celeste from going through the door. So mm-hmm. some kind of scary thing that was freaking him out. The one thing I didn't do was let him make a save. So I'm like, this is fucking happening. Which happens a lot, right? Like, you, you sort of go, like, and and this NPC character casts a spell, and this thing happens to this other NPC. Rarely, but, yeah. Get, I did a little bit of a cinematic cutscene there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, the players are not complaining about that. That's right. And at the same time, he opens the door and basically introduces another uh, NPC to join the fight, which was uh, Krintos, who heroically went in there basically to take some of its attacks and distract it <laughs> and then just get completely i didn't even i don't think i rolled damage for krentos when he attacked it because i'm like i'm not gonna worry about this um but i did think like oh it might be poetically interesting if the undead goes down fighting so uh i did roll damage for the flesh mound yeah and yeah that was but really honestly the start of being the, able to come back i was gonna say the start of being able to come back away from me really in full panic mode going Holy shit, at what point do they honestly retreat and realize this is a TPK happening? Because I didn't have a good plan for this. I'm I'm like panicking inside. Is Frey rolling a nat 20 on her fucking death save and standing back up? Yeah. Before that, I was really like like going, holy shit. Like they are not by not retreating, they're which I, I get for the reasons we stated, yeah. but like they're all gonna fucking die here. They're all gonna fucking die here because they don't want right. to retreat. Yeah. And thank goodness the dice gods. Yeah, you had a one. I think yours was after that. Yeah. Thank goodness. Then we comes down at a hundred hit points, and then like two hits, he's like down. From the- <laughs> he comes down and stands there, and I'm like, you. I, I guess again, you're not gonna meta game it too much. But fuck, you guys just kept running into the room where the babbling, <laughs> screaming is happening. Like you guys were so off. I, I I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't know bitch about your tactics, but it it just, it it rolled right up into the creatures. Like the one thing it does is if you're near it, it can fucking stun lock you. And everybody was like, let's charge into here. And it was such a weird, yeah. I was like, like, you have range attacks, man. Like just fucking stay back a couple feet and shoot. Why are you? Okay. You're stun locked. Uh, (laughs) That one, especially I was like, why are you going in there? Driving me crazy. But when Frey was able to write herself, I was like, okay, I can come back from this. <laughs> First of all, yeah. you know, you, I argued a little bit about the restraint thing, but eventually I was like, fuck it, this is, we just need to come back from this. So every, the momentum's picking back up, the energy's picking back up. Yeah, you can go nuts, go feral, bite, attack. There's no stomach acid damage that I was going to do. Like, nothing of that. Yeah. We need to start Which I appreciate coming you back from even, this. You never, You didn't have to count that out because you never even started it. You, by the time that came up, it, you were already like, all right, I'm not even going to include this. Yeah. At that Which point, I've done before. I've, I've absolutely done yes. that before, where I had a, an ability planned that by the time it got to that ability, I'm like, I don't need this for this fight to be hard. Yes. Like, I literally don't need this yeah. ability at all. Yeah, I, I don't know when I did it, but I, I definitely stopped running its legendary actions probably by round three. Yeah. I have like four of these sap demons um, on the GM if layer. You, if you had kept summoning sap demons, that would have been <laughs> fucking end. Yes, and at some point in the late game, I think James uh, called me out. He's like, hey, it's time for another summon because you guys were kind of fighting back. And I was like, motherfucker, it's 12.15. I'm not going to summon yeah, more minions yeah. at this point. Like, it's just not happening. Like, yeah, it would make the... It, technically, it's what it would do, but like, it the the climax is... is re, the... the, the <laughs> the, the arc of the, the arc fight, of the fight is been. not going to lead itself to more minions at this point. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, this thing is over 200 hit points. Whenever you got it down to about 100 hit points, I was like, do I just want to let them kill it right now? Like, uh, I could let them go ahead and kill it. Because it's it's really, it's it's thematically shut down. Like, I'm not even letting it roll saves against the damn thing. Like, they could sit so, there and do pot shots, and that's not that interesting. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give the players this one. Let's give them a round of doing damage. And you guys, sure enough, did a whole bunch of damage to it. So, so and here's the here's the argument for what you your decision because otherwise it would have come down to a us closing the door and just letting Edmund's thing happen, which I thought and, was a viable solution. And at one B, point. my option if I couldn't make Freya invisible, if I if I thought the Freya was going to be affected by the wisdom save thing, yeah, which I asked you. My other option was to summon a Bigby's hand and just have it slam down on the creature with the door closed. Oh, that would have been cool. Dead. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, I don't give a shit how it dies. That like, would have been cool. I don't, I don't need to be there. What just we're realizing like, is that Frey will literally never retreat from a fight. 
Yeah. So yeah. I, she either has to die or the other thing has to die. Or, yeah. Or you could let me go in there and touch her and sit to dump her out. <laughs> that, yes, you could, you, you have to cast spells on her I to get to her to get out. spells on her. <laughs> yeah, so her survivability is going to be real tricky here. And she almost yes. lost it. Edmund also almost lost it just because of a fucking one on the death save. That was, yeah. That was an yeah, intake of the breath scary. moment. We're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Finally found did a fighting Did that thing have legendary resistances? So that you, that you didn't use? Yes. Um, okay. The <laughs> the base monster does not, but I am of a oh. philosophy that like boss monsters, a serious yeah. boss monster should have legendary actions and probably legendary resistance. And I was yeah. building this thing like a boss monster. Like yes, it's already a CR. Whatever I said, ten or eleven. But I was like, I want to build it like a boss monster. So legendary actions can be able to summon minions. Because the last thing I want to do um, is, I, I think the built-in stat block is like, it does it like on its turn as an action. It can like, you know, distend a zombie or something. I was like, I hate stat blocks that are like, they can do their thing, but that's their whole action. Right. And I want to build that into their like multi-attack or something. So I was like, all right, legendary actions can be able to summon minions and monsters. And yes, I give it legendary resistance because I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be fucking slowed or stunned or anything like that. Like, it should, you know, a lot of bosses, you know, by virtue of RPGs, shouldn't be immune to a lot of effects. And then very quickly, I was like, fuck, they need to stun or slow this thing because <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. getting real fucking bad. Yeah, it's it's tough. And I, I will accept any criticism that uh, any fans have watching this that I was uh, too cushiony. But I think that's just that's just us, though. Right? I think like, that's, that's us, that's, and that's I think people that have watched like, us understand. Um, we're 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 in it for like the movie of it, right? Like we're yeah. in it for the the, the narrative. Are like okay, these are main characters in yeah. your movie, but main characters can die. Like they main can, characters can, can die, and I think that's but a. Gotta, but we're, we're, I think that what will, we're in is like. It's got to be like a fucking Iron Man at the end of Endgame death. Well, or a or a boss fight. I think Celeste going yeah, down to the the Zardarok boss fight was fun, I, that, and true. this was yeah, technically a boss fight. So I yeah. I was honestly one hundred percent okay with killing Frey. By the time Edmund was in there dying, I was less okay with it because at that point you guys were all being stun locked, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, I'm not okay with the entire party getting got, wiped here. Yeah, I couldn't even get out at yeah. that point, because I was not So that was my anything. bigger worry. Yeah. I was okay with, like, one player dying, and uh, and everybody retreating, and, like, going new tactics and everything else, which is weird pacing-wise, to, like, all right, let's go back yeah. and rest, and then go back in and fight, and I appreciate you guys right. don't usually do that tactic, or really never. Um, So, it, it's a tricky... That's just a choice I have to make on the fly, and in this case... Um, I was, for the same reasons that you said, dissatisfied with the way the stun lock was happening and, and that players felt like they didn't have agency over this fight for the first half, um, that I kind of needed to give them an out by it. Now, you could argue I overtuned it too much in the opposite direction um, by basically hand-waving a bunch of saves and shutting my entire monster down uh, for essentially two rounds, but... At that point, given all the resources and hit points the players have spent, two players already went down. Like, I was kind of okay with it, and I was giving the players a chance to get out, and they didn't. You, you gave us a bunch of chances. I gave them a bunch of chances to get out. That, that was the I, one I, thing I, that I still, did irritate I, me. Is like, all right, I I'm even giving you like, guys a chance. Yeah, I just feel like feel like every opportunity you have us to you gave us to get out still would have required us to leave one person behind, though. I think at the point, there was one point where Frey was the only one that was in danger, That's and, okay, okay. and she just I, I, didn't want to retreat. So at that point... We, there were, like, we were two at, rounds where she's the yes. only one really in. Like, she threw Edmund out. She's the only one nearby. Like, it, she could pull back, but she's like, I'm going to fucking attack this thing, which well, is totally we were, in her character to do that. And also, we were at the point where your deus ex machina had already shut the creature down, so we were like, we're not in, we're not in danger anymore. Yeah, like, as, literally... Well, this creature's before, thing has been shut down. Before you and... greater invisibilized her, I was still going to attack Frey because she's still in the room. So she yeah. was still a target. And you saw how much damage that thing could do, even when she's raging. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know if she ever turned her rage back on after she went down or anything. Like, I just, at, at some point, you just forget about a lot of the shit that's going on. Yeah, yeah. How she ended up with three potions of greater healing. I mean, these things come to us and they sit in our inventory for a long time. <laughs> There really is no telling. I do need to update your uh, MVP. Give her one. Remember, I handed her one. 
You gave her one. Yeah, and yeah. Then, he gave her one. She had one. But she gave one to you, and then she drank one herself. Right. And I think she drank another one at some point in that in that whole session. I was like, all right, that's that's a lot. Yeah, I, I do think that's true. I actually wonder. You were her husband, so you could probably give us some psychological insight. Yeah. Would Heather actually have been okay with us leaving Frey? She would have been okay like, with that. She would have been more pissed about me killing her in a way that. <laughs> To where she was shut down for like two turns. So it would have been more of a you problem than it would have been <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I think she was okay with you guys shut, uh, like retreating at that point. Because yeah. by the time she was down, that thing still had full hit points. Yeah. We had and I'm like, yet, yeah, right? and I was like, fuck. Yeah. But I quickly realized that, yeah, it's one thing if they go down after like, oh, we had this big back and forth and this thing got a crit and I went down. Like, that's epic. But if you got shut down to where you couldn't act for like two or three turns, you're like, oh, well, all right, the boss then consumes me. Like, that sucks. That suck. Yes, anyway, I agree. She was like, "I'm just going to bed now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was her. She doesn't exactly uh, uh, hide that mince shit. Mince her words. Yeah, <laughs> mince her words. Yeah, she was pretty. Su- but even before that, I was I was picking up like, all right, this is yeah. this is a a bad news that's really shutting everybody down. Right. Yeah, I I get that. Like 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 Heather herself would yeah. be okay with her character dying in a. In a she I will fashion. say she is okay with her character dying. She has told me that. She's even told me about the next character she wants to play. She yeah. knows Frey has a suicidal streak. So yes, she is okay with dying. And normally I would not have pulled the punches there, but I do realize that um, stun locking is not even dying to a boss would be satisfying more than most. Um, in fact, probably the way most players would want to go out if they had a choice besides going out at the very yeah. end. Right. Um, but yeah, being at the recipient end of, I think at least two rounds of being stunlocked, uh, that does feel really shitty. Cause you just feel like you had no yeah. options at that point. So yeah. I was feeling really bad about that. And, and that's the thing, like, like people were kept talking about, like in the chat, we're talking about like all the options that Frey had. I'm, I'm, my head, I'm like, yes, she had all those options. So all those, if she, she could, could act. And she couldn't do none of them. Right. She could not actually act on any of these things. Correct. She could not drink a potion. She could not uh, do her rage heals. She could yeah, not, you know. I think what would have helped in hindsight is if I had somehow conveyed the fact that it had some kind of chittering, confusing ability, but not turned it on while in the corridor, maybe. Because she was like where this guy is now. I don't know if you guys are still on this map or not. Uh, I can look at it. Um... Yeah. She was like where Zahn is now. Uh, maybe that would have helped to where it's like, okay, you know, I, there's. I, I, honestly, I think if you had given us a turn. Yeah. To like free That's what I'm saying. Like, she would. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't affect you in the corridor. You had to be like in the room. Because my worry was you guys were going to kite this thing, but then I also had given it the ability, which you guys probably noticed, they can squeeze through things. So I was going to do this like yeah. nasty rolling pile of ball so i think in hindsight i probably should have lowered the range of its ability and instead made it more of this force that comes at you thing. Yeah. yeah instead of having this huge range because that was a problem in these tight quarters so um hindsight <laughs> i mean we, we, every we, time. we lived right we, we, it was it was still a success i mean i'm uh, thankful that my my deus ex saving move was at least kind of baked into yeah. previous NPCs just, and plans and things were laid in motion. And it was the result of things that we did as players or yeah. Edmund did as a player. <laughs> Although, I don't know, I'm half... Which, this is, this is a constant thing with Edmund, I feel like. It's it's like he was half being very helpful to the to the legless design, but also half very cruel because he didn't give him an option. He just tied him to the bear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're on this bear now. <laughs> Yeah. My defense, that was the only way I could get him mobile. He had no legs. Yeah. That's fair. You were trying to help him, yeah. like, and that was how you helped him. And I was fortunate enough to roll a polar bear as opposed to a rabbit. That's right. <laughs> so, Always with the combat shapes. It's crazy. Yeah. So that was why. It sounds like it was cruel, but I was giving him mobility on my polar bear. I didn't realize my polar bear would get stuck in that room being so large. Right. But Turns um, out it just I mean, needed none more of us time. wanted to carry him. Yeah. So. I just summoned a polar bear to do it. My initial plan was, um, before I thought of design, I was like, okay, we'll have Krintos just open the door, and then Ah. somehow you guys could maybe convince it to go attack the thing. That would have been really awkward. And then I realized, oh, wait, got fucking the one dude up there. 
And that's why I started messaging Raymond. Uh, James, spoilers, but they never actually identified that orb yet. <laughs> that's why, literally, we have been in combat this whole fucking time. But yes, fun fact, you actually were given an orb that projects a fucking silent spell. Oh. But... When do we get that? It's not the PC's <laughs> fault. They got it on the on level 2 after the Freezy Shadow guys. Um, Frey looted it in, in the... Okay. In the room that was silent. When you walk in, it was like a silent oh, reading room. Like and then she yeah, took yeah. off the thing and then sound came back. Yeah, The yeah, problem yeah. is... It's fine. Um, I mean, they're, they're identified in a second now. Yeah. Um, the problem is... We they never, never they never short rested after that because they didn't really need after the ooze fight and then they immediately got into a combat and then never stopped fighting. So to the players, it's not they did not forget about it. They had no idea what that item technically was and they didn't have a chance yeah. to identify it. So I the guess technically, technically, like the boss monster. I will say we fucked up. The way we handled this was really probably poorly planned in the grand scheme of things. We literally like triggered one fight after another by like with our momentum. It was <laughs> yeah. Yeah, aggroing the entire dungeon, yeah, it's kind of their fault. And, yeah, aggroing the dungeon was their fault. The dun the dice were nobody's fault. It just happened to screw the players pretty yeah. bad. And I think uh, overtuning the boss tour was just constantly stun-locking the enemies was definitely my fault. And all those things made this fight extremely worrisome to where, had I run this boss like I had designed to, it would have absolutely TPK'd you guys, no question. Um, instead, I immediately, not immediately, I pulled back after, like, two rounds... And hampered myself with the boss, and then thankfully Frey had the nat twenty on the thing, and I felt like I had an out where I was like, "All right, now maybe you guys can actually come back from this." Um, I, I really didn't have a plan because before that, like yeah. you, like they were just gonna start dying, and I was like, "I guess you guys are gonna start retreating." Like I don't know. I guess we're gonna start dying. I, I suppose I don't know if we if I don't know if we would have pulled back if you had literally been like, "All right, Frey is." Her body is dissolved within the the, the blob. That I don't think I would have dissolved it because I didn't even I wasn't even doing the acid damage at that point. I was just like you're part oh, of like yeah. this fleshy mass. It's almost like you're just restrained well, I, I guess inside I, of that it. That would have been death saving throws at that point, right? Like, yeah, if you're dead or not, yeah. right? But I don't I don't know if we if we would have pulled back if somebody had like legit died. Yeah, like, failed their your death saving throws, and it would have been like, all right, well, why are we, why are we still fighting this thing? We should pull back. I don't I don't know if we would have done that or not. I really don't. I wonder how many creatures you guys fought in this one combat encounter, like... And the problem is the CR isn't quite equal, because, like, the Deep Scion, which you know, didn't have all of its abilities. Yeah. Um, the Sap Demon... The original Sap Demon has an ability where if it grapples you with both attacks, it, like, dives into your body and controls you. Oh, boy. And like, Dominate Monster Sounds like, well, obviously it's not doing that. It's, it's still just... <laughs> I'm just treating it as a melty person, so it's just gonna do... Yeah, 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 so I basically sure. neutered a lot of their stat blocks to just make them basic attackers... Um, so they weren't as much as their CR would lead them to believe. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the mutants were modified ghasts. I used the gas stat block, but I eliminated the paralyzing claws. Yeah, okay. So I, I kind of, I used a lot of creatures here, but they're all technically easier than what they're supposed to be. Right. And then the, the corpse mount is the opposite. I made it a little bit stronger because I wanted to turn it into a boss fight. So I gave it legendary actions resistance, which very quickly made it way too strong especially because yeah you guys aggroed the whole dungeon and it was kind of meant to be its own boss fight right it was, it was meant to be by itself or not maybe not well, with itself, those with those sap demon right? yeah guys yeah. it was spawning yeah correct right not two people against the boss and the other the rest of us fighting other guys in another room yep <laughs> yeah Man, what a fucking dungeon. Like, what a dungeon. Didn't quite I, go. I, I, feel, <laughs> I, I do feel bad for you in that we didn't really. I, I feel like we didn't experience the dungeon in the way you intended because we skipped a lot of the exploration part of it. I mean, um, yes, yeah. to an extent. Uh, I would say level the third level had some stuff to find. Um, mainly that journal was the important part, which I was like, fuck it, let's just okay. give it to him here. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, let's just do it. I made this fucking handout. I'm going to show it to you. But, you know, you explored level one, you explored level two. Um, and then, yeah, it was just all fights from there. So I didn't, I don't feel, don't feel too bad about that. Like, my only thing was, I just wasn't meant to be entire combat this whole time. There was meant to be a yeah. breathing room, a short rest somewhere in there. You guys spent this whole dungeon without really a single short rest, just a long rest at the end, which... Also crazy. makes things that a is, lot more challenging for the players. <laughs> yeah. But it ended up being a pretty epic fight. It just probably not quite as uh, balanced as like the Remoraz fight ended up being, I think. 
mm. just for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think next time we'll start with a a long rest, identify magic items. Um, you guys is can. There anything, is there anything in this dungeon that we straight, straight up skipped? Yes. Um, I guess I could let you check it out next time too. We, we'll talk. There's a there's oh, that magic okay. shrine I talked about. I think uh, oh, yeah. with thimbleweed. Um, that you guys can technically interact with, so I could let you guys still interact with that. Um, okay. So I guess, yeah, we can still do some fall. And that's another tricky thing to do is like, man, it's really late. Like, how much do I want to do? And yeah. I was planning on stopping the session right after combat, but then I had Zon start talking and like multiple people started engaging with him. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We can keep doing this um, social encounter, even though uh, it's it's really fucking late. <laughs> and usually yeah. we're all drained of energy, but surprisingly, we still wanted to get through that. So yep. I had you do that, yeah. get, the, get the bit of loot. Um... I didn't have much there. I think it was like you were supposed to cast a dispel magic or something to open it, but I was like, fuck it. <laughs> you guys can just have that shit. Yeah. But yeah, we'll do the, we'll do long rests. We'll do um, a bunch of magic item identifications. Yes. And I'll, I'll, and I'll and you can uh, you can explore that one room, but otherwise, I think um, I need to start working on uh, Revels End, which is the only thing you've got left on your docket. Yeah, which is like the story beat, right? Like I feel like that was the basically was what the your na- main like... quest is is there. Yeah, yeah. you guys have okay. essentially completed the open world, uh, <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> that should explain th- a lot of things about how we do things to a lot of the viewers. Is that we're all video game guys, right? Like we're all very much like I don't know the way we the way we handle. We don't have it. We don't have a tabletop RPG background. I yeah, will say we that. don't. Yeah. We have video game. Backgrounds. Well, other other than we've been doing this for six years now. The, I, to I be fair, <laughs> I, I keep saying that we actually have been doing this for. But we're almost forty years old, Eric. So it's, it's kind of like six years versus how however much. Uh, yeah. Time before that. But yeah, so a lot of the, the, how we handle stuff, like you know, with how we expect combat to go, you know. Uh, the way we handle like what side quests we do before we do the main quests, <laughs> which it works very... great for me. For my pacing wise, I appreciate you guys went and did all these side quests first because that yeah. makes it a lot easier for me to pace uh, the rest of the adventure. Yeah, and you're right, James. We did we did get cocky and thought we could just face roll the entire place. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ooh, a boss! Which... How exciting! Let's go roll up on this. Like, which. I, I, I do blame Heather to a certain extent because she did she did make the choice to jump down that hole yeah, last at the did. end of the last session. We could have killed the one guy who was crawling up yep. and then and then short rested. Probably backed but, off and barricaded a little bit because you did yeah. aggro that room with the grenade throwing down there. That, but, that, that is true, yeah. So it would have been a little bit more than that, but I, I think I would have yeah. let you guys short rest somewhere. I mentioned last time I was going to like pull the bookcase over the hole. That's true, yeah, yeah and barricade it. That's true. All right. Yeah, but yep. Frey jumped down before I could have my turn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hell of a good cliffhanger for last session, we, but we, we got a, we got a control phrase, uh, yeah. like momentum. For like I said, I, I have no problem with a player dying legitimately, a player character yeah. dying legitimately, um, to one of these things. But I I did honestly, excuse me, did have a problem with the stun lock affecting people and making it be a really shitty outcome. So I did feel for that, which is why we had the big kind of saver moment, but. Yeah. yeah, normally I would not, you know, and, and Celeste already died in this campaign and just happened to uh, be able to be resurrected. However, if you notice, I did give you guys an out with this one, too. You sure uh, an interesting one, though. I don't know if you see Reincarnate, but uh, when you cast it, which it is a scroll, so keep in mind, you still got the scroll rules still apply for yeah. casting if none of you have Reincarnate. Um, I, I did look it up as, as you... I believe you literally give them a new... Only? Huh? Okay, it's a druid only spell. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. You give them they a new body, and you have to like a D one hundred to see what race they become. So is that a new character at that point? Like you literally have to roll a new character. It's not a new character. It's the same character, but you are a different race, or possibly. Oh, wow. I mean, you could roll the same race, I guess. Yeah. But you literally give your, you you pull their soul into a new body as when you cast that spell. So it's not a complete oh. rev, 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 you know resurrection. Yeah. But it's an That's interesting. interesting. It's it's a technically a way out of. But it's also a scroll. Like I said, we have scroll rules, so you could always fail to yeah. cast it as well. You guys probably don't know, but for any of the anime watchers out there that know my character... <laughs> Old Metal Alchemist? Is this a reference? Uh-huh. Uh, my guy um, and his brother were trying to bring their mom back with alchemy, so, but you're not supposed to bring humans back to life. 
And so the cost, I mean, they make, you know, they have all the ingredients. Spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist, I guess. <laughs> right. What's that? I said spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist. If you're... No, no, this is like the very beginning. Oh, okay, okay. It's how the opening event. They okay. So they, their mom passes away, so they try to recreate her, and they make like this mass of a blob of human, you know, but the cost for creating a human is that you have to, or the cost of alchemy is you have to give something back. Brain and so her. one brother loses his whole body, and uh, Edward, or my character Edmund, yeah. Edward, uh, loses one arm and one leg. Mm. That's the cost. And, but right before the brother gets taken away, he's able to put the soul into a suit of armor. And so nice. the brother oh. is a walking, talking suit of armor, <laughs> but cool. his soul is affixed with the blood seal. I saw there was a live action. Him. Did you see there's a live action Full Metal Alchemist on Netflix, I think? Is there? I haven't looked. Yeah. I don't. I forget if it was a movie or a series. I think I might but anyway, a movie. But anyway, I diverged. But man, this spell is like right up that alley. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just shift your soul into a different body. Yeah. We got to do it. You'd be pretty thematic for you. Yeah. You're like crafting like something like out of whatever material and becomes that new body. Yeah. Cause I, and this wasn't, this was not something I immediately thought of. This was something I had in my plan notes was, uh, we don't know what the ringer wand is, but, um, was Mm -hmm. a scroll reincarnate. Yeah, it's a D100 list that includes all the races from the player handbook, basically. Dragonborn, Dwarf, yeah. Elf, Gnome, Half-Orc, Half-Elf, Halfling, Human, and Tiefling. Reincarnated creature recalls its former life and experiences, retains the capabilities it had in its original form, except it exchanges its original race for the new race, and changes its racial traits accordingly. So you're the same oh, person, it, but you gain it, it a new race. All, so it keeps all its stats? Yes. Like, it, like, it, like its core, like, strength, dex, I believe so, yeah. All that? Oh, that's a, Okay. But just all its racial abilities change. Yes. Based on okay. That's a good question. If it does the stats differently, but I mean, if we use Tasha's I mean, I, I anyway, guess, it doesn't matter because yeah, we doesn't you matter. can put you your can points choose. in wherever. Yeah. But you would like dark vision would change. Um, it would. You know, like half works have relentless endurance. Yeah. Uh, you know, elves have the trance thing. Like there's dragon where you could gain dragon breath or whatever. Like it's. Uh, well, I guess in this campaign it wouldn't be, but uh, drows would be a bad one to roll in norm in general because like they ger- they normally have like oh that's true a, sunlight a, sensitivity a yeah. sunlight yeah. it says dark elf and I guess that's what they mean by drow. But in this campaign, I guess it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah he would be weirdly anyway. weirdly fine. Yeah, there's a movie I watched. It wasn't for me. The anime so kind of confusing. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I saw it came up on my thing, um, my Netflix list, and it it literally the 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 like, oh, you know, Netflix shows you like the opening scene, Ray. It shows that scene with the two little boys, and there's like a pool of liquid in the middle of this like rune thing, and they're both like putting their hands down, and there's like this fucking swirling effect. Like it's showing all that, but it's live action. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's when you describe that's what reminded me of it. I was like, yeah, they're showing that straight up. You know, yeah, I think it's just called Full Metal Alchemist too. All right, it is so late. Uh, we usually have pretty big frost-side chats after our conclusion of an area, which is, yeah. And this this was this was a fun one to do. I think it's a really cool area. It teases the main quest in a lot of cool ways. Um, I had I even talked about the changes I made, but the original chain or the original thing is that it's just Zon alone with the Printos, and he and or sorry. The original change is the machine makes illusions real or has a chance to. And what he did is he cast the simul- the simulacrum spell. Yeah. And then for reasons that are never explained, he went back to East Haven and is executed. At least I don't think it's explained. And then the simul- the simulacrum, I cannot pronounce that word, um, stays behind. And when the players come, he's like, hey, if you do this for me, I forget what it is. It's like give up a gem or something. Um, you can activate the machine and then I can become a real boy or, you know, but it has like a very low chance of working. It's like a 10% chance of working. Oh, and that's kind of it. It's, so it's like a social thing at the end. It's, it's a, okay, weird. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And again, it's designed for like a little five to six or something. And the only other monster in this whole place, I believe is like a random basilisk that found its way inside. (laughs) Otherwise it's nothing. So. Well, I, much more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I changed a lot. The, like turning into like a, the, the thing sort of yeah. uh, setting. I forgot when I decided on that, but it was a while ago too. It wasn't when I was playing this dungeon. Yeah. But it was a long time ago. I was like, here's what I plan on doing with the Zon thing. 
is he found a cloning machine and started making more creatures. But they, yeah, and I was picturing a, a thing, kind of a yeah, thing, a body yeah. horror, <laughs> yeah. um, where it got out of control and they were starting to become mutants and real disgusting. And then I think at some point in this, planning this session, I decided, okay, the boss is just going to be a giant blob of Zon clones. And it took me a long time oh, yeah. to figure out like what stat blocks to use and how many creatures to use because what I didn't know until like a couple weeks before planning this is what level you guys would be at and how hard I have to go. Ah, uh, yeah. So that was part of the trickiness was trying to scale it up to be like, all right, level 10, what kind of threats can I use and throw out the players? And it was late when I decided, okay, maybe some of them should still be mages because that could be fun and interesting. But yeah, I like this location yes. a lot, but I had to gut a lot of the inside of it, monster-wise, to you, scale up. You took, you took the map and the idea of the yes. location and basically just, like you said, just get it and put your own insights inside of it. Which is going to be true of the rest of the campaign, because the campaign normally ends at, like, 11, and you guys are already 10, and it's yeah. part of my challenge is scaling things up to meet uh, the challenge, <laughs> although, as a cautionary tale, maybe not doing a stunlock um, ability for the boss here. <laughs> So hopefully you guys have learned some hubris without me coming in and, and saving your asses. It's interesting. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like... To, to but I feel like yes. I've maybe taught them the long, the wrong lesson by doing exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> Although Frey does have disadvantage on wisdom saves now, so that is a thing. Yeah. Makes yeah. a weakness even harder. Which, once again, I feel like a lot of this is going to come down to us managing Frey's recklessness. Yeah. Like, do, like maybe in the future when she decides to jump into the next room, we stop her and be like, no, don't aggro the next. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's keeping her alive for the rest of the campaign is going to be a real challenge. And like I said, That's I don't have a right. problem uh, killing her off. And I honestly don't think she would if it was a fair, uh, meaningful death. And I think this one would not have been that, even though it was a boss, but just the way it would have yeah. gone down, I think would have been really dissatisfying. Right. So I didn't have a problem with... I feel, like, I, feel like, I do feel like Heather would have been totally cool to die if she had been like dragged, kicking and screaming into a Yeah, if she had gone down fighting. Bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And just people were running to get her but couldn't quite and was rolling death saves and all that. Yeah, that could be more interesting. But we're not through with the campaign yet. We've still got some more shit to get through. That's right. <laughs> Who knows what else we got? All right, I think that will finally do it for this week's Frostside Chat. Thank you to Chris and Raymond. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching. We will see you all next week. Later.